0: Hey, quick note before the podcast. We're testing out some video content. So make sure you search Joe Momo Presents on YouTube or go to the link in the description. Let me know what you guys think. All right, take care. Bye. Hey, what's up, podcast family? This week I talked to Jade Alberts. Jade is the founder of Peer Guidance. Peer Guidance is a purpose before profit group of successful and current entrepreneurs that have started struggled, thrived, and sold businesses. Jade is also the host of a weekly Facebook live show, Telling It Like It Is. It's a 15-minute discussion that shares small business owner stories, challenges, and struggles. On the podcast we talk about the struggles of an entrepreneur, Calgary's growing yet thriving startup ecosystem, leadership myths, and much, much more. Remember to rate and subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. You get awesome local leader and entrepreneur stories each week, jam-packed with their unique insights. Leave me feedback at joe at codesa.io on some of the stories or questions you want to hear. I read them all now for the podcast. Hope you guys enjoy. podcast, Jade. Oh, I'm glad to be here. Thanks. Uh, thanks for having me, Joe. Yeah, I'm super excited to have you on the podcast. Obviously, you're so so in- intertwined in the entrepreneur space and community here in Calgary. You're a host, you're a strategist, business strategist, an entrepreneur yourself. Um, but before we get into all that juicy talk, um, how about perhaps giving us a little background of who you are?
1: Oh, yeah, I, I would love to. I guess, um, you know, you know for those who don't know, my name is Jade Alberts, the founder of Peer Guidance. Um, Peer Guidance kind of morphed from Jade Alberts Consulting once uh, I, I realized that we could help more people out there. So we are a purpose before profit group of successful entre- entrepreneurs that have started, struggled, thrived, and sold businesses. We listen, connect, and offer honest feedback that accelerates your company's growth. So that's what I do now. Um Obviously, what got me there is it's a whole new world. So that's uh, that's something that we could talk about.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> What's, uh, were you always uh, interested in entrepreneurship when you were kind of coming up uh, in your career?
1: You know, it's it, it's kind of a different story or maybe it's the same story. I don't know. I mean, entrepreneurship wasn't something that I said, okay, this is what we're going to do. Um, you know, when I left university along many moons ago... I just took some time off, and I was like, I don't know what I want to do. Why should I just keep going to school? Is this what I want to do? You know, I was in, um, uh, you know, commerce at the University of Saskatchewan, so I I, I was going to take a semester off, and and I got a job as a shipper receiver with a company called Video One, which is Entertainment One now. And they came to me and said, "Yeah, we need somebody." I'm like, "Yeah, I'm in." I thought it would be short term like anything else. And they said they needed to turn their shipping to receiving department into a kind of a profit center. Cause it was bleeding money. Um, it took me two months to turn that around and in four months they promoted me into sales. So I was really didn't know if sales would be my thing. I didn't know it, that would be it. But once I kind of got in there, I just loved it. I, I found my calling and, and from there, I, I made seven years of goals and really grew the business. And then I jumped ship to another company who gave me the opportunity to treat Saskatchewan as my own business. They said, we have no presence here. We need someone to start it up, grow it, and, and away you go. And they said, basically, here's the rope. Don't hang yourself. And, and you know, numbers don't lie. We know if you're working and within... A couple of years, I'd grown that to a few million dollars in sales and they shipped me out to Calgary, which really then made me really think about entrepreneurship because I'm like, wow, I've started up this now. I've turned another little, even though they weren't my companies and I wasn't a partner in them, um, it gave me that really entrepreneurship bug at that point. And when we moved to Calgary, that's when I met the Christiansons and, and when they decided that they wanted to to purchase the rights to Nathan's famous hot dogs in Canada, the franchise of food service in Rio, they asked me to come on and be a partner. And, and that's where it really, you know, I got the, I guess a title or whatever you wanted to say is kind of having a, my own little thing with, with some, you know, partners that I was able to learn with that were successful entrepreneurs already that helped, you know, guided me and gave us the support that we needed. And of course we drew, we grew that and, and sold it and, 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 and where we are today. So, no, I didn't know I wanted to be an entrepreneur, um, but once I kind of figured out what I really wanted to do in life, that was part of it, but I didn't really have that vision to say that, uh, yeah, when I moved to Calgary, I would become this you know, entrepreneur with my own stuff that was not forecasted, so it turned out to be great, and I loved it, uh, but it's not something that I set out to do.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's, sometimes it feels like it's very serendipitous, like you're not anticipating being um, an entrepreneur sometimes and you just kind of fall into it. You just see a problem or an opportunity arises and you kind of just take the bull by its horns. Um, oh, absolutely.
1: I also, no, I agree.
0: I also love your Facebook Live uh, <laughs> uh, interviews, uh, the Wednesday morning ones. Um, I, I'm sure you've talked to a bunch of entrepreneurs there as well. But maybe what's one key insight um, that you wish you would have known when you first began your career or something you've learned from those interviews?
1: No, that's a great question. Yeah, my my telling it like it is Facebook live show, I I thoroughly enjoy that. and, And I do get to talk to a lot of successful entrepreneurs, current entrepreneurs, and even startups. You know, the one thing that I wish I would have known when, when I started my career and this is going to sound a little bizarre, but I'm really happy that I didn't know anything. If that makes sense. I know a lot of people will go to school and say, yeah, you know, what would have happened if I would have just said, you know what, I'm going to do this. Where would I ended up? I I don't know. But because I didn't know what I wanted, the unknown for me was, was, what was so, important that guided my career and if I would have known what I wanted to do my life would have been much different. So I've been asked this question a lot and I know this answer kind of doesn't make sense because a lot of people are scared of the unknown. They they need to have structure or they say okay, I'm going to be a teacher. I'm going to be a doctor. And and the unknown for me is is probably the most important part of me being able to kind of roll with the, with the punches as they went. And it really helped me guide my career and get me where I am today.
0: Absolutely. I'm, I'm also very much the same. I'm, I'm always kind of roll with the punches type of guy and yeah, being an entrepreneur also, you need to embrace the unknown and the uncertainty. I guess that's kind of part of the fun, the fun ride, the roller coaster. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Speaking of which, um, obviously, Every entrepreneur has failures, or I, I like to call them opportunities or moments of learning. Uh, but for you personally, Jade, what's kind of been a big challenge or even quote unquote failure uh, throughout your journey that, and what you learned from it?
1: I haven't had a lot of failures, which, you know, knock on wood. I know you can't see me, but I'm knocking on my head right now. <laughs> um, it, the challenges is something that when you, when you, when you phrase that or opportunities. I know when we, we started rolling out Nathan's, we, we thought we had it. We knew everything. Well, not knew everything, but we had a really good business plan set up. We talked to a lot of people and within 40 days, we revamped that and changed it because it was totally opposite of what we thought. So I guess the challenge is, is being able to adapt to something that isn't working, adapt quickly, learn from it and move on. And, and that way we, we ended up hiring bro- brokers across Canada that really set us up for success. Um, I, I mean, I do have some, I, I don't have any regrets, so to say. I did lose a very, um, you know, a very dear friendship, which uh, still hasn't been repaired to this day. You know, six, six years later when I was helping a startup that um, you know, two wrongs don't make a right. And and I'm very sad that that happened. And that's still actually, as you can tell, I think about it all the time and, and, you know, I'm hoping one day that we'll be able to repair our friendship, but, um, that's probably, if you want to call it a failure is, uh, it would be my only type of failure. And that was more on a, on a personal level because of business. And, um, but yeah, you really have to, um, you really have to learn from any type of uh, opportunity or challenge that's put in front of you. And, and uh, I've been, I don't know if I want to say smart enough, but I've been able to really listen to what people tell me and, and, and take what I hear and, and turn it into you know, opportunities that will help us grow as a company, even if it's with clients that I'm working with, us as a family or, or me as a person.
0: Yeah, speaking of which, um, a question I always, always debate about uh, with my inner circle of friends is, um, what are your thoughts on having family or even friends, uh, starting a business with a family or friends? Uh, what, what, what's kind of your perspective on that?
1: Yeah, I, I have a couple of perspectives on that. Um, my partnership with, uh, with the Christiansons was on a handshake. Um, but I knew them quite well. I trusted everything that uh, that they did, that they said, and and it was there was nothing in writing. And when we sold it, it was done. It, you know, they everything was honored. But that's kind of a relationship that we had. I've seen people get lawyers involved, you know, to to put something, you know, in writing before it starts, and still turn ugly when when things go wrong. Um, but when you're starting with family and friends and one of the one of the people I'd like to you know give a shout out to here and I had him on one of my first telling it like it is is uh Dr. Dan McKinnon and he not only does he have um PDF Roofing as a family business he's also a, do- a do, you know doctor of psychology and he works with a lot of family businesses and he really talks about how to separate the boardroom from the from the dinner table and it and it's very very interesting but one of the things that I took away from his advice was you really have to separate and you really, um, that side the business from the family and you have to talk about it. You have to be upfront. You have to be honest. You just can't start talking behind people's back. There has to be really good communication when it comes with, with family and friends and
0: business. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, During your time at Nathan's, you mentioned you have to pivot quickly and adapt to changing circumstances. And obviously, I don't have to tell you, um, everybody kind of already knows what's happening around the world with the whole pandemic. Um, But from your perspective, how, or I guess for for you personally, Jade, how have you been affected by the pandemic?
1: You know, personally, obviously, like everybody else, right, the kids are home. Um, We're excited they're going back to school. Uh, my wife had to come home and work, which was a little bit of a challenge. We weren't set up for that. And even working from home is difficult if you don't have the proper situation. And now you throw kids and not a proper workplace. It, it gets a little more difficult. On the peer guidance side, we because we are purpose before profit, we waived all the fees for our clients and, and we still are. I'm extremely proud of that. Uh, we want to make sure that they have the money to pay their mortgages and pay their employees or rent or whatever it may be, because it, it, the the five of us that are all partnered in this, we are, we have been successful or we do have our own businesses. So we don't look at this as saying, Oh, we have to make X amount of dollars or we're shutting down or we need to, this is something that we are here for support and, and to make sure that these people get the right advice on you know on the client side of things, I've probably talked to close to 200 small businesses, startups and entrepreneurs over the last five or so months and it's a wide variety of um, stories out there where some are thriving because of it. Some are just holding on and you know, riding the wave to get through this and some uh, you know are gonna unfortunately shut their doors have shut their doors but they were close to doing that anyway and and, and not that saying COVID gives them an excuse to do it but what it did do is the government funds that were available allowed them to stay open and give some of them an opportunity to pivot to rethink their business plan and we were able to help a few of them revamp that business plan so just being here as somebody to even listen to and that's how we put ourselves out there I mean obviously we couldn't do a lot of coffees and that's how I really like to operate is in the face-to-face mode. Um, we've gotten back to that. And even our Founders Coffee, which is every Tuesday morning, 7.30 a.m. at Red's Diner in Kensington for small business and entrepreneurs. It's a place where people can come and and talk about. Because that is one of the biggest problems that entrepreneurs have is the networking and and that feeling alone. And, and it shouldn't be out there. So that's one thing that we've been able to make sure we were there for people when they needed to talk, uh, you know, to talk to somebody.
0: Absolutely. No, I love the uh, networking and building that community aspect. I think that's so important. I know it could be lonely at the top uh, when you're an entrepreneur facing all these challenges, but it's also nice to have that camaraderie with other entrepreneurs and like-minded people. So I really appreciate uh, you uh, having that Founders Coffee platform as well.
1: Yeah, it's fun. I mean, it's been going for two and a half years you usually get about six to nine people a week. Some weeks we have three, some weeks we have 13, 14, but it usually averages around you know six to nine, which is great. And it really sets up people uh, to network and, and make more connections. It's very hard to have a really good one-on-one conversation there, but there are a lot of sidebars meetings set up after the fact, which is what it is meant to do. There's no agenda. You don't have to come in and do a pitch. It's nothing. It's just come, have coffee. If you want to have some breakfast, great, and meet new people.
0: Absolutely. And I implore the listeners, all the entrepreneurs listening, that it's at Red's Diner in Kensington. Um, Go check it out. Um, Speaking of which, I want to talk more about entrepreneurship and kind of the journey of the entrepreneur. Um, From your perspective, Jade, what's kind of some unique skills that's helped you become successful?
1: I I like the way you phrased this question, unique skill, because I truly believe the success that has happened in my life is because it's, it's me and who I am as a person. I mean, there's only one Jade Alberts out there. I'm unique, I'm different. Um, But that is something that has made me successful, whether it be in, 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 anything I think I've tried to do in my, my mind successful, it might be different in someone else's views, but and those skills are are honesty, the listening, the genuineness that uh, that I portray out there, and and it's something that I pride myself in, and and I just don't go out there and you know say I do it, and and I mean it, it's something that I live in my professional life and in my personal life, so that that's kind of the the unique skill that I have, and and everybody has that skill. Like, I don't go out there and portray myself as this something, you know, some person or go out there and throw out a bunch of bullshit um, to people and, and advice. And if I don't know, I say, you know what? I don't know, but I can connect you with somebody that that does know. Um, and that and that's something that that I do. Everybody always says, oh, you're, an, you know, you're, the word expert and things like that. I am not an expert. Um, I think if someone labels themselves an expert, I think they think they know it all. And, and I do not know everything. And I learn something new every single day. And I pride myself in that. I don't go out there to learn something new every day, but when I do learn something to new, I love to share that with people. So that is, that is what makes, I think me successful as in my, in my mind, of course is, and that's the unique skill.
0: I actually read that uh, that's one of your pillars, actually, honesty, Um, honesty, authenticity, networking, connecting, sharing. Um, Those are such great pillars to live by. I I have to echo that as well. I think those uh, having honesty in your repertoire of uh, skills is also um, super, (laughs) super helpful. (laughs) (laughs) And they're not unique.
1: Well, skills aren't unique. It's, It's just that you have to, you have to live by what you, you know, practice what you preach, so to say. And, And, and again, that's a part of, of me, you know, have I done stupid things? Absolutely. Have I said hurtful things? Absolutely. Have I asked for forgiveness from people? Absolutely. I'm not, I'm not perfect. I'm far from perfect. Um, but again, that's kind of what makes me up. Uh, I mean, even a good example, I mean, I made an error here for, for a game time, just for our, 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 baseball season. And you know what? I missed an email and, and I asked the league to change it, and they couldn't. And I said, you know what? It's one hundred percent my fault. We'll live with it, and and away we go. I mean, you have to be able to practice that in, in every aspect. So I, if any of your listeners are out there, they're not unique skills. You just have to be a genuine person and 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 care for people. And that, in my opinion, what's what what makes people successful.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, we're all humans. We all make mistakes, and as long as we have that self yeah. awareness and take accountability, we could always just move past it. Um, I also absolutely. love. The, I also love the piece you mentioned about learning every day, because um, we're not all experts. We we're, we're constantly learning as entrepreneurs, even just people in general. Um, but for you personally, Jade, what's kind of been, or maybe what have you read or listened to recently that's really inspired you?
1: You know, this is going to be kind of opposite of what everybody else would say when they go out there and you know you have to read you have to listen to podcasts you have to do that i do listen to podcasts someone will come and say hey do you want to check this out and i'll go check it out um i stopped reading books a good 10 years ago um i don't know. I, I just felt I wasn't getting anything from them anymore. I've had a few people send me books and ask me to read them and promote them. And I've had them on, on the show, whether it be Eric Terramonde, um, Tom Moran, those types of people I've read them and I've enjoyed the books, but I've really stopped doing that. I, I read industry magazines to keep me in the know what's up to date. And I find that it's more important to stay up to date and current on what's going on in the world, whether it be tech business, you know, I don't talk politics a whole lot, but I mean, in the end, I really want to know what's going on right now, not what helped somebody 10, 15 years ago. I mean, have I read all those books from good to great and all that? Yes, absolutely. But I, I've really stopped doing that. And and they just weren't, they weren't inspiring me anymore. And I just figured there was a lot of fluff in them. and. And, and that's why I, I stopped reading or listening to. But the one thing I did not stop is listening to the people that I highly respect in this world. I have a couple mentors, even the gentleman that hired me at video one. Mike Lossop and I are still friends today and we were going to go golfing this week. I have the utmost respect for him. I've helped him out. Um, I have run a lot of things by him. Rob Ryder is um, one of, is my number one mentor he was a partner with DSL. He's done a few other things. He sold another business. I run things by him all the time. Not only is he my mentor, he's a good friend. We spend time together. So I listen to people that are around me and are successful. And even our group at Peer Guidance, they're, that is where I gain a lot of my best resources, best advice right now. And, and it's real-time advice. And that's really what I'm looking for. And Kind of that's how our world is moving is like I wanted something now, but I should have had it yesterday type thing. But the real time advice and that I get from people in this world, in my opinion, is priceless.
0: I love that. It's definitely a different perspective. I've not heard somebody say they stopped eating <laughs> 10 years ago.
1: <laughs> no, no, I know. And that's why I said it might shock a lot of people, but it's just and it, different strokes for different folks, right? I, I just find that. I wasn't gaining any value with it. So that's why I've kind of, you know, pivoted and, and moved on to something else.
0: Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, you, you mentioned the on-demand kind of uh, mentoring and information you get from uh, people you respect. Obviously, we have lots of aspiring entrepreneurs, even entrepreneurs listening. Um, what would you say would be the best way to find that mentor that really guides you in your entrepreneurial path?
1: yeah I again, I've been lucky enough to basically have mine fall in my lap and 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 I'm so appreciative for that. Finding a mentor, you just it's really hard to go out and just say, Hey, Joe, do you want to be my mentor? <laughs> it, I truly believe it has to be a relationship that's built on trust and respect. If you don't have trust and respect for your mentor, it's very hard and and people are scared to ask because they think their relationship will change if they are friends but you know what all your look they've probably been your mentor already and you've already asked them for advice and you might, might not even have to give them a title of saying yeah this is my mentor it could just be the same thing that you're doing but that person that you go to or you highly respect that that has given you advice in the past or maybe you want to start giving just say listen i, I I would like to start running things by you. I, I have a lot of questions in business. I don't have all the answers. Do you mind if I get your honest opinion? And that's that's the difference is between the, when we went back to that family and friends thing. When, when somebody's going to their family and friends, should I start a business? It's like, oh, yeah, that's a great idea. Absolutely. Go for it. We're 100% behind you. But when you come and talk to your mentor or you talk to Jade Alberts or something, you're going to probably get a, a, a lot of different answers and answers that you're not going to want to hear. And, mm-hmm. and that's what you really want is the, the, the questions that the answers to the questions that are going to be honest and say, you know what, that's bad. Like you should not do this. Um, or have you thought of this? Why do you need two locations? Your location one is doing great. Do you want to give up your work-life balance and time with your children and family for maybe a more successful, or maybe number two drains the resources from number one and you, and and number one business fails too. So there's a lot of things to think about out there and, and really having, you know, finding that person you respect is, and gives you honest feedback is, is all you need. And as I said, you don't need to have that title of mentor-mentee relationship.
0: Absolutely. No, I love that as well. I think back to that honesty piece, actually, it's uh, yeah. super important to have that um, honest feedback from somebody you respect because too many, too many times you you go up to a friend and say, Hey, I want to start this thing. And oh yeah, it sounds good. You should do it. You should do it. And it's really honestly a bad idea, but uh, no, having people. I, and, know,
1: yeah, absolutely. And I've come across that a lot and, And I've sat down and I've been in meetings where I've told people that this, you know, this is not a very good idea. Be careful how much money you put into it. I can help you. I will introduce you to people, but please be very careful. Like there, this is going to be a very hard journey that could become a money pit for you. And, and a couple of them have listened. Some of them didn't, some of them failed. They actually, but it's it's something that, you know, I, I would be myself would be absolutely, uh, feel awful if I told somebody to do something when I knew it was probably not the best thing to do. And anytime I give advice like that, I sure hope that person comes back and shoves it in my face because I want everybody to succeed. I mean, I do. Um, and then that's why I would connect anybody with that. And, and even in my, in my, you know, crossings with fellow entrepreneurs and, and people running ideas by me, there's times where I've been able to connect two or three people that have very similar ideas and they've become partners and started a relationship, a business relationship, which which made it a little easier, a little better. And it's always nice to have have partners that uh, have the same vision and goals as you.
0: Absolutely. So i to quickly switch gears. Uh, I'm, 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 su- I'm super curious to know from uh, your perspective, Jade, what are some, or maybe what is one of the most common myths about entrepreneurship?
1: In my opinion, probably the most common myth is that, that because you're an entrepreneur, you're all alone. That I have this business and it's just me. It's not like me going to work for nine to five and I have a boss and, and maybe an assistant or, or whatever it may be. In Alberta, our entrepreneurial network is so connected and so there for each other that it, it always blows me away when I talk about it. Like I got goosebumps right now. I get so excited talking about this. There are events. There are whether there are um, uh, lots of whether it be coffee groups. Um, what's that? Uh, I can't even remember that one app that, that runs in there, but you can go to Rainforest, you can go to Platform. There, There is so much out there that you, that people out there to help you, that it is astronomical. And that is something that I think people don't know. And and when you do feel alone, all you have to do is reach out. And that could be even something as as a Founders Coffee, for example, uh, which we'd be able to guide you in the right way and, and go talk to this group or here's some people that we can introduce you to. So that's a common myth that that it is, a like if you're a solopreneur, you're by yourself, you got no help. I see entrepreneurs work together, help each other, um, talk to each other, give each other leads on a daily basis. And that is something that puts a huge smile on my face every day.
0: Absolutely. No, I love that community aspect again just you're not alone you have many platforms to reach out and even connect with others uh, like-minded people that's that's awesome um that kind of leads into my next question uh how has the industry or even uh calgary changed from when it from when you first started to now
1: it's I don't know if it's changed is the right word for it. I think it's evolved to a from a Calgary, Edmonton, Red Deer, Medicine Hat GP, Fort Mac mentality to an Alberta mentality. You really see everybody starting to work together as. Um, as a province, and, and and talking about it, even my lingo has changed. I used to say, "Oh, I'm, you know, yeah, Calgary." Oh no, it's Alberta now. It's not YYC. It is Alberta, and I really changed all my lingo when I talk. And you're really seeing that. You have the Innovation Corridor, which is out there, because it's all fun to have the Flames and the Oilers, stamps asks, you know, rivalries, and that's awesome. But in business, we're we're here for one. It's Alberta. And you're really seeing that starting to change between, especially the two big cities, that they're working together. Will they compete if an Amazon wants to open up a thing? Absolutely, that's a whole different scenario. But the the camaraderie between um, Calgary and Edmonton is is really coming along, and that's really puts uh, again a smile on my face.
0: Absolutely. What's uh, what's one question that you never get asked that you wish you would be asked?
1: How are you doing? (laughs) I mean, everybody, it's sometimes I'm always out there and I'm listening and it's, and I don't want to say people's problems, but you're there to help, right? I'm there. Asking for help is not a sign of weakness. And that's something I promote. And I'm always out there for people and I'm always giving, you know, advice or introducing and things like that. But, you know, in the end, I'm not expecting someone to come out and ask, but it, you know, it's sometimes it's nice to would be asking hey, how how are you doing what are you doing i mean my friends do that my family does that you know the peer guidance we have lots of talks where we where we we talk about what's going on in our lives but sometimes it's just it's nice to you know talk about uh, talk about yourself every now and then and, and and i don't mean getting into personal personal things but sometimes people need to understand what's going on in the person that they're sitting across the table from uh, you know, especially on the business side of things, uh, when they're coming in there, a lot of people are obviously me, me, me. What, am I, what about me? What about me? But relationships and friendships and business contacts—it's a—it's a two-way street, and you're always out there. People will always buy from people, and and that's what they want to do. And and the people that I recommend out there are people that I know that I trust. And if I said, and you come to me and say, Hey, Jade, I need I need something. Uh, you know, from you. And I say, you know what? I, I will send you out to talk to Mo because he is, he's the man, he's the guy that you need to talk to. He will help you the most. So I, I really, that's how I would like all relationships to be. I mean, is it kind of pie in the sky stuff, a little wishy washy, maybe, but it's something that, uh, you know, a question, I, I don't know how many times I've been asked and I, if I have been, it's probably on a couple fingers.
0: <laughs> well uh jade how are you doing uh in this we mentioned earlier in the podcast we're in a whole new world so i'm curious how how you doing jade how you managing with uh this whole new world we're in
1: yeah it's uh you know it's been challenging it's uh you know we've had some 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 problems here at home and we're getting through them but uh it's difficult. This is, it's throwing a lot of loopholes into it. And I do have some worries, even outside, like in in Calgary and, and the support local. I mean, everybody talks about it. Everybody goes support local, support local, support local. And, and that's great. And, and, and talk can be cheap at times, but I also fear that there's so many people out there that didn't buy online are now comfortable buying online and what will that translate into supporting local again? So there are some really big worries in, in, in our economy and even with the support local. I mean, do I support local 100% of the time? No. Um, have I bought from Wayfair over the last little bit? Absolutely. Have I gone to local shops and supported local things? Absolutely. As much as I possibly can, do I support local. But uh, that is something that um, I'm, I'm, I'm extremely worried about moving forward.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Try and support local as much as you can, um, especially during these times. Um, Only a couple more questions here for you, Jade. Um, What are you proud of that maybe we haven't touched on in our interview today?
1: Oh man, that's a good question. Um, First and foremost, I'm most proud of, of, of my family. I mean my my wife and, and two girls, Raya 13 and Grace and 10. Um, they're absolutely we have a have a beautiful family. I love them to death. We do lots together we spend time together um, and and that's something that has given me a balance in my life that that it, that is priceless and 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 I can't be thankful enough for the understanding and and with dad, you know, being an entrepreneur and running businesses and 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 helping people, my phone's always on. You know, when we're at the lake, they know that sometimes I, if we're sitting there in the boat and we're fishing, well, I, guess I might have to take a call. But uh, you know, they're old enough now to understand that. But that is something that um, I am proud of. I'm I'm proud of uh, you know, peer guidance and. And, and the, the team that we've put together, the first, first four people that I asked out of a list of 10 that I that I made all said yes. And I was so glad that people believed in my vision and and the passion of, of helping the entrepreneurial startup world and, and giving back. And no, they weren't focused on profit. And so that was something that I'm really proud of what we do at Peer Guidance. It's, it's just something that... Just, again, I mean, I've said this a few times, but, I mean, put a smile on my face. And I love to smile. I love to laugh. I'm, I'm a funny guy, I think. Um, but it, it's, those are probably the two things that I'm most proud of, you know, in the world.
0: Ooh, I love that. That's what it's all about. It's about helping people and spending time with the people you love. So, I definitely. Absolutely. Can that well. uh, where can I list this, connect with you online?
1: Oh, man, I'm pretty much everywhere. Uh <laughs> Except TikTok. Maybe I'm the last person in the world. I do have a TikTok account, but uh I don't go on it. I'm just there just to kind of the girls were on there, so I kinda of there to watch. It is funny. I do see some stuff there. But um yeah, I mean obviously our website for um for Peer Guidance is PeerGuidance.ca. I'm accessible through there. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm very prevalent and, and active on LinkedIn. And it's obviously Jade Albert's. Peer Guidance has a has a page there as well. Um, telling it like it is has its page. And so does Founders Coffee. So you can find me at any of those types of uh, locations. And Facebook, Instagram is at Jade Alberts. Uh, Facebook, were are both uh, Peer Guidance and Peer Guidance Purpose Before Profit. So uh, I'm out there. I'm always there. Uh, guidance at peer guidance is, .ca is is my email. And I mean, I would love to hear from anybody, meet anybody for a cup of coffee. So anybody reaches out, I respond very, very quickly, usually within probably five to 10 minutes. <laughs> wow <laughs> i know it's just some people like oh what are you doing it's like uh, uh it's like 11 o'clock i said yeah i'm still up but <laughs> when i go to bed i don't even take my phone doesn't go to bed it stays in the it stays in the office i don't want to hear it vibrating i don't want to hear it beeping i don't want to hear anything from my phone when i go to bed so once but if you send something at 11 15 and i don't respond that means i'm in bed
0: <laughs> I love that. That's <laughs> awesome. I'll uh, I'll put all those in the description of the uh, podcast. <laughs> reach out to <laughs> you. And, uh, absolutely. Well, I really appreciate you being on the podcast, Jade. Um, I loved your stories. I loved all the insight you gave, and I'm sure the listeners did too. Um, I usually, love to end the podcast with uh, the guest uh, posing a question or a story or even a quote to the audience.
1: Yeah, I guess my one of the quotes I use in a lot of our marketing and I I use in life in general to to make sure people understand that asking for help is not a sign of weakness. There's always someone out there to listen. There's someone always out there to go for a coffee, to go for a beer, whatever it may be. The minute that you feel alone. Uh, or or need something, please reach out. You know, it doesn't have to be to, to me. If you have a friend, a family member, uh, a work colleague, it could be personal. It could be business. It doesn't matter what it is. And and I think one of the the problems will be the mental wellness coming out of COVID here and the stressors that people have felt over the last five months. And I've hosted a few mental wellness um, um, conferences and and. Sat on a panel, and I talk about it a lot because it is passionate to me. And as a, I have had a couple friends um, take their own lives, so it is something that please you. We, I see people putting on faces out there when when they're there, but deep down they're hurting, and and that's one thing I, I stress: that like asking for help is not a sign of weakness.